Don't forget, we're also on YouTube. You can find us by searching for Bitchy Witchies. That's B-I-T-C-H-Y-W-I-T-C-H-Y-S. So don't forget the witchies part. And if you search for us on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe. Check the description. All of our links will be available in our description for you to access easily. Why is embracing your dark side so important? Any pointers for doing shadow work? Keep watching because the bitchy witchies have got you covered. What's up, everybody? I guess I should actually pay attention. Maybe. Hi. A little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. I left my glasses in the kitchen, so um, I can't see very well. So um, I'm just going to sit right here and stare ahead. <laughs> like a deer with the headlights. <laughs> there we go. I have notes, but I can't read them now. So, so what are we talking about today? Good question. Um, some shadowy shit okay it's perfect for the day the lighter side of dark where we are going to talk a bit about our dark side and about our shadow and our and about shadow work and if you are not familiar with shadow work then definitely check out my video where i will be talking about an introduction to shadow work and we will put the link down below i think we we should talk about you know um our, our dark side like why why do we care about our dark side why do we care and why why are we trying to say that it's okay to embrace your dark side you love and lighters i'm talking to you why we do this yeah. why is it important miss bella you know, I've, I first kind of want to talk about, you know, why do we want to embrace our dark side? Why don't we want to be afraid of it? Well, I think for one, it is something we've talked about numerous times on here is, is balance. Being in balance is kind of vital to this. And then at the same time, this your shadow you is part of you. It, it's shit you've went through. Why are you going to shut out such a huge part of yourself? I think that's a, such a, a key point. Your shadow is part of you. Your dark side is part of you. When you don't recognize that aspect of yourself, when you try to suppress it, ignore it, talk yourself out of it, 
<clears throat> pretend it's not there. You're a half of a whole. You're no longer a three-dimensional being. You're a two-dimensional being. I mean, our physical body has a shadow. What yeah. makes us three-dimensional? Our psyche has the same. And so it's not about ignoring it, repressing it, getting rid of it. It's about embracing it. It's about recognizing it. It's about knowing your dark side and merging it with your light side so that you can be a whole person. Yeah, because when you <clears throat> when you suppress stuff, that throws you, like Hestia said, you need it for balance. It throws you off. It can cause a lot of other issues in yourself and not only mentally but physically if you are suppressing, you know, things. And, you know, you can't do that without harming yourself. So you need to embrace it. Well, another thing, too, is not only is it embracing part of who you are, there's a lot of knowledge that came from that trauma. Yep. Yep. And a lot of things that you learn that are that become instinctual are from that aspect. Absolutely. That's, that's not from your fucking love and light. And I want peace in the world shit because that you that's an idealistic thing. It's not a, oh, fight or flight. I have to react right now. My life depends on it thing. And, and that matters because when you're doing different kinds of workings and stuff, you need to have that knowledge. You need to be able to tap into that in yourself and another thing you don't just get the information that you learned from it it's also an energy that you can tap into when necessary I've talked before about how um, at least for me working with emotions and the energy that comes from them is very key for me and that comes from the the shadow stuff as well well I mean you know as human beings you know I've said this before and actually, this comes from Carl Jung. We are beings of duality. There is no denying that. There is no hiding from that. We're actually not just beings of duality. We exist in a universe that is comprised of duality. There is dark matter as well as light matter, exactly. as regular matter. Antimatter and matter. I mean, we are, we exist. This universe that we are in is duality hestia talked about i don't know if she's ever talked about it on our podcast she's talked about it with us and actually you've written a, a wonderful blog about it about how unbalanced somebody can be when they are more of one than the other uh, you know those that are just all about love and light right hand path and i'm sorry if you're a right hand path if it seems like i'm talking shit about you perhaps i am by ignoring that part, and Hesse, I'd love for you to talk more about it, about how you've experienced how actually more negative those people, those types of people are that try to repress that side and how some of the most genuine and loving people are actually those that are more holistic when it comes to that. When I first started studying, the group that I came across, and, and this, like I said, this doesn't apply to all of them. The The first few people that I met, they were very, very love and light. Everything they put out was about being happy all the time. 
they did not want anything negative. They didn't do curses. They threefold this. It was very Mary meets blessed be. It, it was, it was heavy. Like it was, it's like they were taking pounds of sugar and covering <laughs> piles of shit with it. Sugar coat shit. Oh my shit. God. That's so perfect. I love that. It really was. It was this big heaping pile of shit that they just decided to dump piles of sugar on. And um, as I got to know them more, it, it's like some of these people became really problematic in my life. One in particular just became like completely toxic to my life and caused an uproar in other people around me's lives. <laughs> like It really got really out of hand rapidly. And uh, this is somebody who to this day still portrays themselves as, as all love and light and positivity. And I just shit rainbows. Um, <laughs> am I wrong? And no. Glitter. Like they, they know who this is. And, and like I said, uh, this person's dead to me. So I'm not really trying to talk shit or, or stir anything up. It, it just is what it is. The, this group of people were very... Um, outwardly love and light they wanted to suppress and anything that they did shadow related was working to fix it and get rid of it mm -hmm. yeah they wanted to forget it happened they wanted to move on from it they didn't want anything to do with it and uh I know personally for me and, and my life and the shit that I've been through that's just not it that's not even possible it's not possible for me to move through some of the shit like it never happened because it happened and it changed my life permanently it changed me permanently mm -hmm. so there's and I wouldn't like look some of the stuff that I've been through it's kind of hard for me to say that I wouldn't have changed it but at the same time when you work through the trauma that's kind of where you get to where it's like okay I learned a lot from that situation and I'd say a huge portion of who I am today is because of that and me learning to embrace that fucked up pain that I went through and, and hold on to the knowledge that I got surviving the shit that I survived. Now, I think that's a really important distinction to make because I think, um, you know, people first coming into this, uh, people who first learn about their dark side and their light side, you know, shadow work and all of that, but that uh, I think there's a... a a misunderstanding where people think like when we say embracing your dark side, that doesn't mean like, I feel like I want to kill my teachers. So I'm going to embrace it and do it. No, that's not what we're saying. No. And yeah. on top of that, on, on building on what you just said, if you have those thoughts, go get help. Like yeah. this, this, <laughs> is, this is, look, this is, this shadow work is a psychology branch like it, yes. it's a it's a psychology thing yeah um but it is it's not to be used in in place of seeking medical attention if Absolutely. you need it if you are having thoughts about hurting yourself or other people you go get help to build on that when you do go get help what happens during that process during that process you are facing those thoughts you are facing yes. and trying to understand why am I having those thoughts? What what is it about about this dark aspect? Um, what caused? What is the root cause of it? Uh, why am I feeling this? And you work on yourself to address those things. 
And it's not necessarily to eliminate it. Granted, sometimes it may be, but most of the time it's about understanding yourself and growing and learning how to merge all of that to be a greater holistic being. You know, if you take white paint and black paint and they're laying side by side, you know, it's the difference between trying to get in there and push the black paint away so it doesn't mix with the white and you get really frustrated because you just want it to go away and, and inevitably there's always like at least a little tiny dot and then you get really frustrated when you notice that it's there and you lash out at people as opposed to dealing with it and allowing it to merge and then you get a beautiful shade of gray and now you have something completely new that is better than the whole better better than what you originally started with i i don't know that that's the best example i can i can think of exactly yeah. and i mean most of like like hestia just pointed out a few minutes ago is those situations those things that happen to you are what made you who you are absolutely and even even if they were the worst things in your life they created who you are uh-huh. so you don't really like they could have been the worst things ever but you don't want to like put it away from there because something happened there to where it made you that human that person you are did you did it teach you you know to grow from it and be a stronger person or did it put you in that box of where I'm going to use an example of my upbringing. You know, there's a few of us that we took it and taught ourselves, this is not what we want to be, and we are not going to use it to stop us. But then there's a couple of us, another one of us, who uses it as a, you know, a crutch and uses it for every excuse of why they can't move on and be a better person because this happened to us, so I can't. But then there's me and my brother or my other brother who have decided this is not what we wanted to be. And this is not who we want to do, the way we want to be in life. So it taught us not to be that way. But the thing is, it also, you know, like you said, it it makes you who you are today. We are literally a sum of our parts. Exactly. And who we are today, that's not, I'm not necessarily saying like we just, you know, that's just us, just deal with it. No, that's not what I'm saying is that there's something that have brought about some positive things in your life that you went through trauma to do that. But there's also some things that are also currently right now causing you to be a certain way, causing you to be fearful of this or that, causing you to have a reaction to this or that in a certain way that's negative. But if you don't take the time to understand that, look at that, embrace it, and address it, you know, that that fear will remain that negative attitude towards, you know, XYZ that you react to, that will remain that will not go away. And just to clarify, nobody is trying to glorify or romanticize trauma. Mm-mm. That's not that's not what the purpose of this is. And I see people do that sometimes too. Like they try to romanticize their dark shit. If you can take it as a joke and just leave it as a joke, it can be funny sometimes. But if you're going to take that shit to heart and you really think that it's cute 
to romanticize trauma, you also should seek help because that's <laughs> yeah. not okay. No, it's not okay. You're not okay. That's not, it's no. Don't romanticize like cutting yourself or anything. Like, like I said, <laughs> trauma is not okay. This is looking at it from a point of you can't undo what's already been done. So deal mm -hmm. with it. Yeah, exactly. It's not romanticizing it. It's just handling it in a like a utilitarian way. Some people may disagree with what I'm about to say, but I wholeheartedly believe this. No matter what, no matter what you have gone through, and I am not at all trying to say that I understand every single bit of trauma that uh, and trauma that everybody has gone through. I've gone through my own just like everybody else, but there's a lot of things that I've never experienced. I get that. Okay, with that disclaimer, my personal belief is that no matter what we have been through, no matter how bad it is, there is something positive that we can pull out of that experience. And sometimes it's going to take a really long time to figure out what that is. And it's going to be painful to figure out that what that is. But, you know, like I said earlier, and like, a, like the, the girls have been saying, you know, we are a sum of our parts. We are who we are today because of what we went through, right or wrong as horrible as it was, we are who we are today because of the way that we dealt with it, the way that we experienced it, but more importantly, what we learn from it. And to me, that is a, a really, really important part. And if we ignore our dark side and we try to suppress our dark side, then we never learn from it. There's nothing to learn from. No. Ignore. It's not until we face it can we figure out what positive thing we can learn from it because there is a way you, that will happen. Sometimes it doesn't seem like it will, but it will. Like you said, it, it'll take a long time because, uh, I mean, I, I won't lie. It, I'm 36 years old and I'm still, I, I'm barely <laughs> touching the surface of learning that that stuff created me the way I think the way I feel you know my mental my mental stability and stuff and you know still learning still growing still figuring it out and I mean you can't you can't sit there and pretend nothing happened yeah you can't because if you do and you like Hestia said, sugarcoat shit all the time, you turn into that toxic positivity. Oh, yeah. Back to <laughs> that. That is a real thing. Yeah, it back really to that is. story, though. Mm -hmm. Okay, so so like I said, going back to that, the, the people that I started out with, they were, uh, you know, all love and light and everything like that. And uh, over time, the, the truth of who they were started to come out it's like you really have a lot of shit that you got to work through and you're not <laughs> you're ignoring it and like you and I'm not saying this in a judgmental way like I truly still to this day feel like they should put that effort into like healing and and coming to terms with some of the fucked up shit that's happened to them because they've been through some shit Dude, yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to downplay them as a person. I'm just saying that the toxic positivity is killing them because 
they're not healing that they're not getting through it. They're constantly suppressing it. And then it bubbles up and it's just, it is overwhelming. And I just see it putting them in such deep depressions. And and I'm just like, you have to fucking do something. Well, and the judgment that comes out of it too, you know, uh, it seems to me at least uh, people who do try to run away from their dark side, suppress their dark side, eradicate it. They're very judgmental. And I know mm-hmm. I'm, I, I know I'm being a very generic and stereotyping, but you know, that's part of the whole toxic positivity is, you know, when you see judgmental comments, you know, I'm going to venture to guess that nine times out of 10, it's, it's somebody who does not believe in embracing their dark side or recognizing their dark side. It's somebody who is all love and light and trying to, you know, just be a Stepford wife. And if you don't know what that is, I'm sorry (laughs) that I'm older. So look it up because they're projecting They're When somebody is judging, they're projecting. And and they, and they take things the wrong way easily. Mm -hmm very easily they're very sensitive that was that and then as i slowly talked to more people and uh to to be honest i wouldn't have gotten to know as many people as i did if i if i didn't end up in leadership positions um but since i did i got to meet more people and they kind of had a reputation for darker posts it was more conjure stuff it wasn't all love and light it wasn't celebrating the sabbats and you know it was people that actually are doing shit shadow shit uh you know baneful stuff and things that kind of make the the love and light crowd cringe a little bit so but the more i started talking to them the more uh i started venturing out into doing my own thing i started noticing like who was really supporting me who had my back who was helping me um and it wasn't the love and light crowd. They fucking left me. Yeah. <laughs> like they left me rapidly. It went from, oh, we're close. We're sisters to, I haven't talked to them in, I don't even know how long. And I'm like, okay, like I didn't fight it. Like I'm not going to, you know, it is what it is. But uh, <clears throat> all these people, and I think in the, in the blog that you referenced, it was kind of like love and light versus doom and gloom. <laughs> But it's really funny because the people that were in that doom and gloom group are really the ones that still to this day have my back. And they have not only supported me with, Ooh, I'm about to cry. Ew. (laughs) Let's not not do that. Um, But they're the ones that have supported me, not just with their time, but with their money and like been there and like (laughs) giving good feedback and shit and everybody else is gone. And it's just funny because these are the people who know what it's like to need support because they went through shit too and they faced it. It's just some of the stuff that you learn doing doing this, you won't know and you can't do it if you don't do the work. Like you can't be that kind of supportive person to somebody who's different than you because you don't understand them because you haven't faced your own shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's that's, that's so a true. good point that that's another good point is you also have to have a good support system when you start doing this mm-hmm. yeah because you're gonna need those people like i mean there's been a few times i've you know 
text you guys losing my shit because I've had a moment or something on everything and you know you have to you have to find that support system when you do start doing it also and and about that um yeah I do think it's important to have um a friend or somebody that you can talk to if you're having a moment and you need to vent that's important but I also off rip would suggest that if you're going to do shadow work, you should already be seeing a therapist or somebody professional who can help you um, because it's going to touch some nerves. Yeah. And I got to say, you're going to need support. I I get, um, you know, I don't know if I would say that that's the case for every single person, but the part that I get worried about is when I see people say, that you absolutely don't need, you know, therapy to do shadow work. And that's, you know, to, to shadow work is a form of therapy. It is, it is. But, but for me, it's again, going back to stop cookie cuttering, cookie cutting, cookie, cookie cuttering, whatever. (laughs) It's not a cookie cutter approach. Perhaps you did not require that kind of support, professional support. But especially if somebody is coming from some major trauma that you couldn't even begin to fathom because you didn't experience that, you know, uh, don't turn that person away from the professional help. If, if your trauma includes things like, you know, being raped, watching, watching um, a loved one get murdered, you know, that, that's not small shit. That, that, that shit that um, you really probably shouldn't, not probably, you really shouldn't be trying to, to delve with on your own. But everybody, sure. everybody is different. You know, some people will tell you, ah, I never went to a therapist. Well, awesome. That's great. If it worked for you, that's great. But that doesn't mean that the other person doesn't need it. That's a decision you have to make for yourself. But the other thing that I, the other reason why I feel like facing your dark side and embracing your dark side and doing the shadow work is important is because you can like Hesia was was kind of alluding to you can tell who hasn't and it's to me that a lot of times that's why they're so judgmental because it's not just that they're projecting but or possibly projecting but it's also they can't fathom they can't understand the the nuances you know not everything, in fact, I believe very few things are stark black and white. Most of life, most of existence are various shades of gray. There's always circumstances. There's, there's always other, other things. Um, and to just, to just come right out and say, you can't do painful working that's bad it, you know do you know the circumstance do you know you know what what exactly this person is dealing with do you know what they're planning to do do you know what how much conversation how much internal conversation this person has already had to lead them to this decision that that they want to because i'll tell you those of us who who are very connected to our dark side and who do shadow work we don't just sit here and do baneful workings like on a daily and we don't just sit there and curse people left and right. In fact, it's the opposite. We yeah. take a look 
at what we think we want to do. And we talk to ourselves and we say, you know, why, why do I want to do this? And really get down into the nitty gritty because you know what? I can't tell you how many times I wanted to sit down and do something a very, you know, negative working towards somebody. And I sat down and at the end of the day, I walked away from it because I realized, you know what? It's not that person. It's me. Right. I am. It, it's, it's me. I need to fix some things with myself. And you know um, what? Another thing that I noticed is um, a lot of the people that are really love and light uh, claim to be empaths, but it seems like they're so, they have no empathy. Yeah. Like, a, like a perfect a perfect example is um you know publicly i i always come across very very prudish because what i feel like what i do as far as that is my business and it's not the public so you can fucking think that all you want like <laughs> that's good think that but i don't slut shame other people no mm-hmm. so, so my point is uh you can understand somebody else and not agree with you know, so you don't have to look at it as like, oh, I have to all of a sudden be accepting of everything. No, you don't. Like, I don't agree with certain things, but it's not my business. Like, that's what that's their life. That's their story. That's what they're doing. And I can empathize with them without emulating them. Mm-hmm. So you don't like and I I used to be very judgmental, too. That was something I had to work through. But now it's just like just because. I understand that that's you. I don't have to make that me. <laughs> like, I don't have to make that me. And I, and I think that's where some of that comes in because they're not doing that work in themselves. So they can't do it in other people. They can't accept what's happened to them and what they've went through and what they've done. Cause a lot of it is also shit that you've done. It's not just what happens to you that traumatizes you shit that you do to other people will mm-hmm. come back and traumatize your ass too. Yep. So, and if you can't do it in yourself, you're not going to be able to do it in other people. And that's why it comes across as so judgy and you know, it, it's gross. <laughs> Toxic positivity <laughs> is such a real thing. And um, I had somebody to comment on one of my posts and I was, the post was about, you know, uh, about light and dark and how it's all relative, uh, that there is no such thing as this is good, this is bad, this is evil, this is this is you know, saintly. Um, there's no such thing. Uh, yeah. And the comment that she made was that, well, yeah, I mean, it's important to know your dark side, I suppose, but, um, you know, and, and to heal those things. And as soon as she said that, I was like, oh, love and light. Okay, what else you got to say? Uh, and then she says, um, but it's just wrong, you know, to do, uh, to do um, spells on an innocent person. And my response was an innocent person to one person is an evil person to another. It is all relative mm-hmm. to a racist KKK white power person when they see their brother get arrested they're they're thinking to themselves oh my goodness i can't believe this innocent person is is getting condemned for his beliefs whereas another person who is against racism is looking at that same innocent person as an evil person so you can't your 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 projections and 
and your judgments are your own shadows, not somebody else's. Yeah, they're your own issues. Until you know how to face that within yourself, you cannot sit there and judge others. No, because I mean, like you said, like that's your own part. That's your own shadow. That's your own issues that you have that you're projecting out to the world, which like, so there's a thing on Instagram I follow. It's it. I've been following them for years and stuff, but they're kind of love and light. And um, during the sexual, what was it? The sexual assault, you know, awareness period, there were a bunch of women sharing their stories. And there's some people on there that I've known for years and years that were commenting of, well, what did you do to bring that onto yourself? What were you wearing? Where were you doing? Like, like, why did you provoke that man to rape you? I was sitting there like, you guys are horrible humans because these women are opening up and sharing their stories so they can heal and help others heal when you're projecting your issues onto them. Yeah. You know, like, so your thought process here is you're shaming these women who didn't ask for any of this. So like, and it's funny because there was a couple of them that made comments on there that were discussing how they were raped, but they knew they had it coming to them. And in return, using that against these other women. And I was like, I, I quit following them after that, but it made me feel horrible because it's like, you're a rape victim shaming another rape victim because you still haven't dealt with your own issues. Also, this is just how I feel. If you're a victim shamer, somebody should feed you a bat. (laughs) No, not a bat. No, like a steel baseball bat. Oh. (laughs) Somebody somebody should feed you a bat. (laughs) You need to taste some of that nice aluminum. (laughs) Shaming a victim is not right. It's not appropriate. And it's it's, gross. It is. It's it's gross. It's horrific. And you're sitting there projecting your your problems, your issues. And maybe you're a victim of the same issue and you haven't dealt with it. So if that's the way you're going to deal with your trauma by shaming someone else, then uh, yeah, I'm going to have to totally agree with Hestia with the here, eat some ball bat. Well, we'll say ball bat. So we don't so we don't confuse the different bats. (laughs) Right? Bella went, Bella went directly to the animal. That's it. <laughs> so I'm going to say ball back. There you go. But see, a perfect example. We all come from different thought processes. Sometimes you got to be a little clearer with what you're saying. Okay, how about I say baseball bat instead of ball bat? Because someone yes. might go somewhere else with that one. <laughs> because Hestia was trying to save air exchange rates and was trying to not use many of her mouth muscles of saying additional words. She was trying to conserve energy. And in doing so, we created more work for her because she had to explain it. Ta-da! Yeah, I thought we were all on the same wavelength there. Yes, I was wrong. <laughs> it just proves that we all think differently sometimes. I do not agree with going around and forcing bats, the animals, into people's mouths. <laughs> We don't condone animal cruelty here. You forget I don't speak sports. (laughs) 
that we have to remember that. Yes, you do. Yeah, victim shaming is not right, and you need to get help because clearly you have issues that you haven't dealt with either. But Hestia mentioned something earlier that uh, you know I wanted to expand on a little bit more. That your dark side, your darkness. You know, some people consider that to be uh, you know lower vibrational, and that's fine. Be- that sometimes. You can actually use that. You can tap into that in your magical workings. There, there are um, positive spins that you can do uh, by tapping and, and utilizing your, your darkness. And for those that are into like void magic or, uh, or, or tapping into the void, you know, it's kind of that same concept. You know, like I said earlier, you know, there's, not just matter, antimatter, you know, there's matter, dark matter, you know, some people specifically tap into the energies of dark matter. Because again, they're all energies. They all have different frequencies, but they're energies nonetheless. And they're energies that you can tap into for your various workings, for your for your magical practice. There is nothing that's off the table. There is nothing that that shouldn't at least be considered for use. So tapping into your your dark side isn't doesn't always have to be a bad thing. It doesn't have to be a bad or a good thing. It could just be a thing. Yeah. It doesn't have to have one way or the other. Mm-hmm. It's a neutral thing, honestly. Mm-hmm. Because nothing in this world is good or bad because for some person who sees a wolf in the crowd that could be a beautiful thing and for another it could be a horrific thing but it absolutely you know i guess it's it's the way you perceive it and that's how we need to perceive and see how this works because we don't need the toxic positivity people telling you you can't do this because clearly like we just said they haven't worked through their own shit and think they need to tell everybody that we're wrong. And it's it's good energy to tap into for your practices. And we like using that kind of energy to get shit done. Some of us more than others. <laughs> right? And it only furthers your practice. Yeah. You know, and we're not saying that you must do all baneful working or you must do baneful workings, period. You know, that's a personal choice. But that's a personal choice what you feel and what you believe is not going to be the same thing that the person across the room from you is feeling or believing and they are entitled to that whether you think it's right or wrong they are entitled to that because they have their own justifications and they're entitled to their own justification shall i use the analogy my grandma used to say Opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one and they all stink. (laughs) I guess you could also say the way you do your shadow work and, you know, working through all this is personal too. You can tailor it to however you feel fit. I I mean, mean, obviously there's, you know, there's some suggestions, there's recommendations, there's all kinds of books out there, prompts that you can use to get you started. I mean, for me, it's, it's essentially just really uh, digging deep and just understanding why do I do what I do? Why do I feel what I feel? 
Yeah, exactly. Do you Figuring... guys have any techniques that you guys use that you want to share? It's something that has come naturally ever since I was a little girl. It's something I've always done. Mm-hmm. Literally. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And if you think about it, a lot of you, a lot of people, it's something that they've done since for a long time without even realizing they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Notebooks are my best fucking friend. Yeah. Like I, I have tons of notebooks because if I don't write when I'm thinking or feeling or processing, I, I, I won't remember it or I won't fully think about it. So I, I write down a lot of shit, but it's an, it's not the way you know, books and stuff will tell you, but I've always journaled and I've always written shit down. So when I, when I, when I was asking, that's what I meant, like how you're, how you journal to do it. Yeah. You know what? That's an point though, because I'm going to suspect, this is not a blanket statement that's true for everybody, but I'm going to suspect that a good majority of people who naturally journal and have always, you know, journaled in their lives probably have uh, a, a better concept and are more naturally in touch with their darker side um, because of that process of journaling. You know, especially if you are very open with your journaling and put down basically everything because you know that you're the only one reading it, you know, chances are you have gone back and looked through mm-hmm. and have seen some of the some of the things that you've written about and have been able to come to you know certain conclusions. Um, again, like I said, I, I'm pretty pretty sure that's not every single person that's ever journaled in their life. But I I, I can't help but but think that most people who journal uh, naturally are you know have have done this whether uh, consciously or not because mm-hmm. it's almost hard not to you know especially mm-hmm. when you are reading back especially reading back on stuff that was very painful. You know, and don't forget to put it that. away. Don't leave it out for someone to accidentally find either. Because then you get looked at like you're crazy. <laughs> well, yeah. I've done that a few times. So, yeah, like, naturally, like, I've always journaled since I was little. So I could always go back and see my thoughts, my process, what I was feeling, what the hell went wrong or whatever. And yeah. build off of that being all, oh, I really was a dick that day. What the fuck? I think those of us who have also been through a lot of therapy in their life probably uh, naturally have, I shouldn't say not necessarily naturally, but uh, it's a concept that they're more used to because again, whether uh, conscious or not, you know, these processes, your, your therapist, your psychiatrist, your psychologist have taken you through these steps, whether you realized it or not. So for some people, it's going to be easier than others. Some people, it's come naturally, they've always done it, or they've always been around it. And for those that are just embarking on it, especially if you are an adult, you know, I, I, I can only imagine how confusing and scary it can be. I wish I could give some sort of insight or suggestions, but because I'm not coming from that place, unfortunately, I don't think I can. You can't because first, like you said, you're not coming from that place. And secondly, a lot of people have different ways to start. When I started, it was because my great grandmother handed me a journal and told me, if you're feeling some way, write it down. Yeah. And that's just like the basic. And I know I've had plenty of therapists tell me the same thing. 
write it down, bring it back, we'll discuss it. Yeah. I mean, that's just the and, way and, and I think that's, that's probably regardless of the technique. Like you said, a lot of people start it, you know, do it different ways. But the point being is start it. Yeah. Just start just, it. Just start. Just start writing. If you feel like you need to write it down, get yourself a nice notebook, a, a good big one, or start something on your laptop and just start writing like whatever you're feeling, whatever you're thinking, whatever happened that day. For me, I think one a recommendation I can give to people if they are just starting out on it is number one, don't get frustrated. Number two, don't think that you're going to be solving all your issues in one night. Um, Shadow work is looking at your shadow, looking at yourself, dealing with your dark side, exploring that. That is a literally, literally a lifetime journey. That doesn't stop. Just because I say that I have been doing it pretty much my whole life doesn't mean that I don't do it anymore. Because that would mean that I have been stagnant and have not changed. And we know what a ridiculous statement that is. Of course I've changed. Uh, I constantly change. You know, that's, that's the nature of being a human being. So we're always going to have new things to go back and look at. But the other thing I think important to remember is especially if you've not done it before, that not only is it going to take a while, but expect new shit to come up even years from now. Because if you've never dealt with shit that has been buried for years and years and years, listen to the word that I just said, buried. It's been buried. So that doesn't mean one little sesh with yourself is going to pull up all this shit. Some of this is really deep down in there. And you may not be consciously aware of it whatsoever. And it's going to take a while to, for it to eventually surface for you to have that epiphany and say to yourself, oh my gosh, that's why. That's why I feel that way. I, I gave an example to somebody once, if you don't mind me using this example. So this, was, this is not anything related to me. This is truly just a story I made up <clears throat> as an example. But let's say that every time somebody bites into uh, like a chicken bone, that I just get the heebie-jeebies and that I think it's gross. I get pissed off who's ever doing it like don't do that don't eat that way in front of me you know and it gets like you know you act like really weird when that happens and so you start really thinking about it and you start thinking back to have I always been really annoyed with that sound like can I think of a time when I wasn't annoyed with that sound and you start realizing thinking back memories start uh, coming coming back up and you start realizing that, oh my God, I remember when I was nine years old, I witnessed a, sorry, Hestia, a raccoon being run over by a car. (laughs) And I remember being so close, I actually heard the crunching of that raccoon's bones. 
and oh my god that crunching of that sound sounds just like Bella somebody <laughs> just like really? sounds just like when keep going with the raccoon bone thing like are we gonna do this like yes. can we not <laughs> we squirrels okay fine yes, okay yeah. squirrels <laughs> and so so then you realize oh wow that sounds like just like that same sound like when I hear somebody bite into a chicken bone and then and then you take it even one step further because you're like yeah I get it like, I could see that giving me the heebie-jeebies but then you start remembering that what that because you were so young that when you saw that squirrel get run over and you heard the crunching of the sound but the first thing that came to your mind was that, oh my gosh, I have a cat and a dog at home. I hope they don't get out because I don't want them to get run over. And the, and then you start, you know, delving more into that. And, and then it, you come to realize eventually that, it, you know, yeah, the sound kind of sounds kind of gross. But what was really happening was that it was triggering a memory from way back when that you didn't even remember until you thought about it. And that it's actually a reflection of your fear of your own pets getting injured or getting killed. And I know that sounds like a silly, silly example, but the, the point being is that, you know, it, that's not a conclusion. You're not going to go from, <laughs> I get pissed off when somebody bites into you, I'm scared of losing my pets. That's not something that you're going to discover overnight. You know, oh, that's going to take a while. That's going to take a while, you know, to realize that. But the, 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 the point being is that oftentimes, you know, what you're trying to get down and find out about are not necessarily things that are going to be so obvious. Because if they were obvious, they wouldn't be shoved so deep down. You would know it would be in the front of your mind. So these are things that you are going to dig and dig and dig and explore and um, and then what? And then one day you'll come to that epiphany and be like, "Oh, I get it now." And, yeah. and, and then and then you deal with that. Do I still really need to be fearful of losing my animals? Am I careful when I open the door? Do I just leave it open and they're always getting out? And you know, I mean. You know, then you start dealing with the crux of what your actual issue is. Your actual issue has nothing to do with John Doe biting into a chicken boat. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I know it's a silly example. No, but, but it's a perfect example, I mean, of something that you've buried deep down for years, not realizing you just think it's just an annoying sound, but there's a reason for that annoying sound. Uh -huh. Yeah. You know? Or it's yeah. like smells, different smells, different whatever, you know. There's always a reason why you don't like those things. But don't beat yourself up because no. you can't figure it out. But also don't ignore the little things. So that's the other thing is when people think about embarking on shadow work for the first time, you know, they're trying to dredge up and think about all of these, these you know, really traumatic and horrible situations it's not always going to be that no maybe something really subtle i mean that has a lot of meaning behind it that you're going to have to pull back layer after layer after layer after layer to realize what that something is and then 
you have to deal with that something. Kind of like my fear of clowns. It's actually, my fear of clowns is really something stupid. Something Hmm. so stupid from my childhood. Because, so it was about the time that the stupid killer clowns from outer space came out. And I had two older uncles. I had two older uncles, and then I, I have an uncle who's a year younger than me. Well, one night, my older uncles thought it'd be great to scare the ever-living shit out of me and my younger uncle. They decided to, you know, those play knives that you, you stab and they go in? Mm-hmm. Well, they decided to put clown masks on and come in at like 3 o'clock in the morning into our bedroom and start doing all that shit to us. After that, I was terrified of clowns and like it just stayed in like anytime I saw a clown, I was scared. And for years, I guess because I was so little, I didn't realize why I was scared of them mm-hmm. until me and my younger uncle were sitting there having a conversation when we were like, I think we were like 16 or 17. And he's like, yeah, I remember when my brothers, you know, did this to us. And I was like, no, but now I do. Like I am now I'm remembering and now that's why I'm afraid of fucking clowns. Thanks, but see, guys. but see, it's much more than that, though. It's much more than that because, like, just hearing you say that, I can, you know, hear the irritation in your voice. It's like it's not just that they cause that fear, but also you were angry. Yeah, you were angry it, with your your uncles. You felt betrayed by them. Yeah, because you know, you know they they were always supposed to be the protectors. Because at mm-hmm. that time, I was the only girl in the family. At that time, yeah. So I was always protected and pampered and, you know, spoiled rotten. And then for them to come in and do something like that, like after I, after the thought and process of thinking about it with my younger uncle, I was really agitated and pissed. And to this day, I still get pissed off as you can see, but it's like, but see what that can come down to is that at the end of the day, it's not really that you're afraid of clowns. No. It's that you were betrayed by somebody that you trust, trusted exactly. in the form of a clown and that you never got to really express that to. And another example of shadow work. You know, exactly. It's not that you think necessarily clowns themselves are scary, but all those other things behind it. Exactly, dude. And like... You know, it's it's an agitating thing, but it just shows like it's something small and stupid that you but, can be afraid of or not like, but it's also rooted into something else. Yeah. But the other thing to remember is that there really isn't anything such as small and stupid, especially no. if you track back to when you were a child, because we're very impressionable as children. Yeah, and so things that, that we experience then, if we were to experience them today, probably would not have the same kind of effect that it did when you were five. No, exactly. And that's how old I was. I was like four or five. And mm-hmm. because, like I said, I was the only girl and I was so used to being the protected one, the babied one, these people <laughs> that I always thought were who were supposed to come to my defense and save me from stupid things, like things like that, did that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, did I get over it? Not really, because I hold grudges like my grandmother <laughs> till the day I fucking die, but, you know. Now and that's my- more shit you got to work on. 
Right. But like, you know, my uncles are getting their punishment now because they both all have girls as children. So they're going to have to deal with that crap themselves. Or they're probably doing the same thing to them. Oh, I better not be doing that to my little cousins. I'll kick their asses. It'll be all your dads are assholes. I guess the point, though, that I just really want to drive home is that it's not an easy process. It's not a quick fix process, but it is a valuable process. It really is a valuable process. And just like, you know, just like witchcraft alone, it's a lifetime thing. So let's talk about why so many witches consider shadow work and knowing your dark side why we consider that important most of us uh, seek some kind of balance and without it there is none so mm-hmm. i think that's kind of the main point of it and you can't really do a working half-assed when you're half-assed you know that's if a really good point yeah if you're a half-assed human who is not balanced your work's not going to be balanced well, and I know for me personally, it's it's very, very crucial to any lower vibrational or baneful workings that I do. It's very crucial because that is always the first question that I ask myself is why? Why am I doing this? Why am I about to do this? Because if I can't be rational with myself, I have no business doing it. If I can't, if I can't see the justification other than I want revenge or I want to get back, that's to me, that's, that's not healthy. No, my justification needs to be in my mind, a true justification because it's going to make me feel good to hurt somebody to me, to me only. That is not a justification for me. No, I'm going to have to for you. There. I'm on that same page. If it if it's just to get back at somebody, it's not worth it because that means there's a problem with myself. Yeah. You don't want to be a half-assed witch. You want to be balanced and you want to know what's going down inside yourself before you even do that. And uh, I I actually don't mind sharing a little bit of how I go about it just because I actually do more than one thing. And it kind of goes to show that you can tailor how you do it to yourself. Um, I do kind of across the board see journaling being a key component, but again, I'm pretty sure there's some work around. I personally do utilize it though. I do journaling, I use tarot and I include actual therapy. I actually go to a therapist, I see a shrink, I talk to a doctor, I do what I got to do. And they also help me understand the clinical parts of it that I can't get on my own. Right. Because I'm not a professional. And and I'm new to like understanding even how to do it and stuff. So um, as I'm going through it, I, I'm making sure to have actual professional help. Plus, like I said, it gets dark. It's the shadow. I mean, mm-hmm. it's going to be rough. You, um, I do, I have friends and, uh, you know, I have Bella and Brandy. I got my husband, but it, it is also really good to have a professional in case, you know, cause there's, there's sometimes things that your friends and family can't help with. And there's nothing wrong with going to a therapist. Like, no, yeah. I go to one um, all the time too. So, so, so there have been people that have stated to me that, well, there's a couple of things that I want that I want to address. One is they have been going to see therapists and they've had nothing but bad experiences. 
And so they don't ever want to go back. But but they've told me some of their history and it isn't the type of thing that I personally would recommend them to embark on their own, that they really should have some professional guidance with that, but they refuse to because of their negative experiences. What what can we tell people like that? I actually have experienced that because I've been in therapy since I was about six or seven years old. You know, I'm not real sure how much I've mentioned on the show, but um, I have had kind of a rough uh, childhood. And um, so, like I said, I've been in therapy since I was like six and I've had a couple therapists that were traumatizing in their own right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there was a whole period of time where I was like, I am never going to another therapist. This is horrible. (laughs) They made me feel like shit. They made me feel like something was wrong with me. Here's what I can say about that. A lot of things have changed since I was a kid. We're talking 20 plus years ago. A A lot has changed in the mental health realm since then. Leaps and bounds since then. Um it's help is more easily accessible. It's uh, covered more than it used to be. Things like that. There, there's free ways to get it. There, there's a lot of, there's a lot more resources now than there were when I was a kid. Uh, when I was a kid, it was basically whatever shrink your regular doctor told your mom to take you to. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I got stuck with some really judgy uptight 1990s therapists that were horrible and they scared me as a kid I felt like something was wrong with me and they they were trying to fix me and you know at the time I was very much so the victim of what I was dealing with in my life and they made me feel like I was the one that needed to be fixed not like I was the one that needed to be helped And, and that can be quite traumatizing and if you have went through that one my heart goes out to you because I know what it feels like and it fucking sucks. It does. It really does, dude. But, but my second point will be to try again. And I know that that is really scary. Nobody likes to be put in a situation where they could be made feel like that, especially after it's already happened. But like I said, now mental health is so much more easily accessible and you have more control in it. You can look for somebody that matches up with what you're looking for. Some people need a stern person to talk to. Somebody needs somebody more on the, on the same spiritual wavelength they are. There's so many options out there available now. Just try again, look for somebody and, and you can change. Like you don't have to, if, if you go to somebody and they suck, go to somebody else yeah. until you and find somebody so, you are good there's with. There's so many and- different options these <clears throat> days. You don't physically have to go to the office anymore. Now they have the way you can just text with a therapist now. Especially if you don't feel- with the pandemic right now. Yeah, if yeah. you don't feel comfortable going to physically see someone, they have therapy therapists now online where you can either video chat or text message on with them all you have to do is you know go to the website sign up for it and some of them are free some of them but, you don't you know, have, to have to add to add to that to build on to that you know uh, i'm going to tell you i'm going to remind everybody as human beings none of us are infallible It it doesn't matter how many degrees you have behind your name. None of us are infallible. 
And uh, like everything else, you know, if you go to, to, if you like to go get your hair done, if you go to a hairdresser that did a shitty job on your hair, you're not going to keep going back to that person. You're going to find another hairdresser. And I, I noticed that even it's less so today, but it still exists today. For some reason, and as a nurse, I see this, for some reason, people think like they don't have that freedom to choose when it comes to doctors, when it comes right. to therapists. And I'm talking about both medical doctors and, you know, psych psychiatric. Um, there's, you know, if you don't like your general practitioner, you go find another one. You know how well, many if, times I've changed doctors because I didn't like them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the point yeah, being and, is... And to, and to that point as well, you have to put the exact same amount of importance behind both. Like, just like you need a general mm -hmm. practitioner, mental health is just as important as physical health. Absolutely. You need a mental health care practitioner as well, whether it's just yeah. a therapist you go talk to or an actual psychiatrist. Because you need if some, this, if this is screwed up, you this yes. can screw it, up everything else in it your really body. Can. It really can. Stress is a motherfucker <laughs> on the body. And, you know, I know this is easier said than got done, but love yourself and respect yourself at the very least enough to try again, especially if it is, if you're coming from experiences that, that were incredibly traumatizing. Like I said, you know, you were raped, you watched somebody die in front of you. That, that, that's, you know, that shit that, that you need to face and that you need to address, whether yes, you want to or not. And it's, you're not gonna be able to do that on your own. Now, granted, I'm sure that there's somebody out there that has done it on the, their own and, and good for them. But the average person, you're not going to be able to. But the other thing to also, just like with everything else, we tell you this all the time, and it's no different when it comes to this, which is do your research, do your fucking research. You know, when it comes to psychiatric and psychological care, there's all kinds of different options. There are therapists, there are counselors, there are psychiatrists, there's a multiple different types of professionals that you can go to that specialize in, in different things and you have to you know you might have to take the time to feel that out i can tell you like hestia i have been in therapy since i was like five or six and um i have been to psychiatrists i have been to psychologists i have been to therapists i have been to holistic healer therapists i've been to counselors and not all of them worked for me you know, I, I had to find the right combination that was right for me. You know, that's something that may take you a while to do, Thanks. but it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I had, I started therapy when I was 13, 14, and I've been in going in and out of it since then. I mean, I do more so as an adult because I know I need to be mentally okay with myself in order to be a mom, to be a wife, to be a friend, you know? Because if yes. I'm screwed up, how am I going to take care of my family? Also, just kind of like a little side rant for any of my fellow constantly been in and out of therapy your whole life people. Uh, 
and, and you'll only understand this if it's happened to you. <laughs> Cause this is some real life. I've been, this is some therapy trauma for your ass. There is nothing more anger inducing than anger management classes. <laughs> yes, they suck. I've been to one and it's not fun. It makes you more upset. Nothing makes me more angry than anger management classes. <laughs> I always walked in there and instantly was like, I want to fight everybody in this room. <laughs> There's always one person I wanted to punch constantly in that class. Nope, it was always all of them. Every single person. <laughs> and it's funny that I had to take anger management as a teenager and everybody's surprised because I'm I don't get angry a lot but when I do it's because I've held it in so much that I just explode and I will say things that I shouldn't say when I'm mad at people because I will throw something in from 20 years ago and shit. just because you're female just kidding <laughs> probably or what really makes me mad. get angry feminist email <laughs> right but yeah dude like the first one time that i act like the first time i actually exploded in front of my poor husband he, he couldn't take me seriously and i hate it because i think this is what makes me more angry is when people are like oh you're just so cute when you're angry because they can't take me serious because I'm so little and I don't get angry. Because you are adorable. I'm like, all right, you guys, you're going to, I'm just going to slit all your throats right now because I'm so pissed off. And the first time I did it in front of my grandmother, when I lived with her, she made me go to anger management classes because I wasn't dealing with my anger properly. Another comment that I have heard a few times is um, I've been through a lot of shit in my life, really super traumatic. I am scared to do shadow work. What can I you say that. to those people? I get that. Because uh, not only have I been through some really fucked up shit, I've also done some really fucked up shit to people. And that that actually was way more hard for me to work through than the shit that was done to me. Do, I'm still struggling with that aspect. Um, it sucks. It hurts. And it, it sucks because I did it. And it's terrifying. I hate it. And I'm not going to lie. There are times where I avoid it. But the little bit of it that I have been able to chip through. And this is it it's really is kind of like a minuscule amount that I've managed to get done in the grand scheme of things. I can see how it changed major aspects of my life in a better, in a good way. Yeah, it sucks. It's scary. It's hard. Uh, I suggest still doing it because like I said, the end result is still the same and it, and it's, it's really necessary because it, it already happened like you did it or it yeah. happened to you like it's already happened you cannot take that back so you have to deal with it or you're going to live in this fucked up state of being until you get it right and it will affect your magic it will yeah and I guess to that I say you know if, if it's something that you're scared to do alone don't do it alone yeah. go to a professional and at that point, if it's something that you're that scared of, you need to go to a professional anyway. Don't go to a friend because they're, no, like yeah. don't play with that. If it's something that really has you scared like that, you go get professional help. Yeah. I think that um, 
you know, we've said this already a few times already, but I, I, I'm going to stress this again. <clears throat> Shadow work is, is often not easy. It's probably going to be some of the hardest things, hardest things that, 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 that you do in your life. Nobody likes to face themselves, especially the, the ugly, dark parts of themselves. Nobody wants to do that. You know, we want to always think that we're, you know, this wonderful person and that we have no issues. We know how to, how to handle everything. That's awesome. If you are that, I, I think there's very few people who are actually that maybe Gandhi was, I don't know. Um, but, you know, it, of course it's going to be scary. So, so just under, just understand that and, and come, come to terms with that somehow come to terms that this is going to be a fearful, difficult process and that's okay. It's okay to be scared. Yeah. And if you have, if you're the opposite and have said, oh yeah, shadow work's really easy, then I'm going to challenge you on that. Cause I'm going to say, you sure you really did it? Yeah. I'm not saying that like, it's going to be so freaking hard every single time for every single point, but you know, like I said, you know, we are, we are facing things within ourselves that it's buried for a reason. And so bringing that to the surface and facing it is, is not always going to be easy. If it was easy, like I said earlier, then, uh, then you would have dealt with it by now. But in the end, once you get over some stuff, you're going to feel really good about it. it will. But it's, it's, it's never going to end. And nope. I don't mean that to be scary. Um, but you don't want it to end. Because the, the, the moment that it, it ends, either you're one of three, three things. You're either dead, you're Gandhi, good for you, <laughs> you're, or you're unconscious. Like I said earlier, you know, we are constantly evolving and changing. And things are always going to um, come up. I think that I have, for the most part, dealt with the majority of shit from my earlier years. I don't even begin to try to think that I have completely dealt with everything. I know I haven't. The shit comes up and it affects me and it hits me in the face like, oh shit, I really haven't dealt with this shit when I thought I did. This sucks. But I think that I have dealt with a good portion of it. But, you know, there are, there's things that have happened later in my life that I know that I am not even close to finish. Uh, addressing it and dealing with it because I mean they happened you know just like 10 years ago and uh, your life's going to be constantly changing so so this is this is not going to be this is not going to be a like it's done I'm done doing shadow work I'm all I'm all cured I'm all done that's not the case and that's okay too because that just means you're alive that means that you're growing that means that you're changing so yeah, I'm going to be one of those people that's like there's a you know, silver lining on every gray cloud. But it's but I'm sorry. I, it's true, though. It's yeah, true. It is true. So because there is always that silver lining somewhere. I like to know that I'm alive. That's kind of a cool thing. Yeah, it's good to know that you're breathing and you're a human. Just to kind of wrap up me sharing how I do it, I, I do incorporate actually going to a professional. Um, I do have a support team of friends and family who I can talk to and vent if I need to. I use tarot, I use journaling. 
Um, I have a workbook that I use for it. I also have like a ritual that I do for it that involves not only the going into it, but coming out of it and taking care of yourself. Self-love is very important to balance that out. Um, when you do shadow work, I personally just suggest doing having something already set up where you're doing self-love stuff too, because uh, it can get pretty fucked up if you don't balance that out. Yeah. So I guess final thoughts are uh, if, if you're scared, get help. You should probably at least consider getting help anyway, even if you're not scared to do it. Don't ignore and, your dark side. Yeah. Don't, don't ignore yourself. Your whole self, not just your love self. And don't judge. Nope. And don't pour sugar on shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is the most important one. Because that's nasty. We ain't Willy Wonka. Ew. <laughs> oh, and happy Halloween. Oh, yeah, that too. Oh, yeah, that. Because you're listening to this. On Halloween. On Halloween. Or Stalin or whatever. Whatever you do. You do, you pain. <laughs> I will be doing I I will be doing a dumb supper. Me too. And probably doing some shit into the next day. Yeah. All weekend. That's my thing. All yeah. weekend I got yeah. stuff going on. Yeah. I'm I'm one of those that, that do the night before and day of. Yeah. So yeah. I'll start Thursday actually. Everything I will start Thursday. Cause I gotta do a lot of cooking. What's our next subject gonna be? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> to be announced. Tune in for we don't I don't know. know. <laughs> we'll just throw your shit at you later. We're don't so forget, on top of our shit today. <laughs> don't forget to like and subscribe and to still catch our videos. We still put out about two to three videos a week just because you know, because we do. And I like to entertain you guys with some information. So. And if you have any requests, let us know. Either email us or leave a comment. And thank you to everybody that have been that has been commenting on our videos. We've been getting some really great comments, really great questions, uh, really great input. You know, to what what other people do. So love that. And we totally need to shout out our patron. Yes. Yes. We have. Our first patron. Well, we did on on our last podcast. Yeah, we put her name all up in there. Well, so, but thank I think you. We need to do an official thank you. Yes, absolutely. We appreciate it. That's hella awesome. And thank you to Ace for buying us a bunch of coffee because yeah. he knows his chicks. We need coffee. But you guys are amazing supporters, and we totally appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you for real. That's awesome. So until next time. Bye. Bye, guys. Later days. Don't forget to check out our website at www.bitchywitchies.com. And that's bitchywitchies spelled B-I-T-C-H-Y-W-I-T-C-H-Y-S.com. Hey, guys. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms. Go to Facebook backslash bitchywitchies podcast. And don't forget, the I is number one in bitchies. And head to Instagram for Instagram backslash official B 
W podcast to keep up to date on every new episode on our YouTube and on Anchor. Check the description. All of our links will be available in our description for you to access easily.